Hell yeah. Hell yeah, motherfuckers. Ryan Tannehill signs a contract. And I have Mike Miracles on the phone with me. He's on his he's on a in his car on a trip. And um we are gonna talk to you about the ins and outs of the Ryan Tannehill contract, salary cap implications, what it means as far as going forward, next steps for the Titans. Big picture stuff. Uh, we're going to try and break it down as easy as possible. We know it's a Sunday, so we don't want to keep you too long. So let me start off with uh, Mike here. Your, what is your overall impression of the uh, contract? Um, well, obviously, I'm, I'm pleased to see that, that Tannehill is coming back. Um, you know, I think we we made it pretty clear on the last podcast that this was what we wanted. This is what we thought was the right move um for the team and uh yeah so i i mean i'm I'm happy he's back i think the numbers came in about where we realistically expected him to um you know at the end of the day and i i think this is the best move for the team both in 2020 and and moving forward for the next couple of years and it's kind of nice to to have a uh locked in quarterback yeah i definitely think that um this is probably a really, really, really good deal. And um, I know that sounded like I was distracted. I was. I was reading some, going back through our texts. Uh, <laughs> because we had talked about earlier that we were probably expecting about four year, 100000 a year. Uh, based on Foles' contract with a little bit of bump up, uh, $18 million spread out over four years pretty much isn't that bad. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, we were pretty close. We had $55 million fully guaranteed. This is $62 million fully guaranteed. Um, just to kind of, you know, you're going to hear fully guaranteed, and then there's total guarantees. So right. uh, $62 million is fully guaranteed no matter what happens through 20, uh, basically 2020-2021. And then yeah. there is a kicker that we're still a little weary of that happens in for 2022 that fully guarantees that salary that makes it the 91. Um, so let's get into the specifics Four year, 118 million or million dollars. Uh, I've seen a couple people say, well, you're seeing the same mistake that uh, the Jaguars made with the Foles, just, you know, in the same division. I, here, yeah. here's my problem with that. I, I, I have a major problem with the, drawing the connection between Foles and Tannehill for this specific reason. Foles had his hot run of play on a different team, and that matters. It wasn't like he played really well for the Jaguars and then they re-signed him and then he turned into a, you know, a bust for them. He played really well for the Eagles and then they tried to take him and put him on the Jaguars and hope that it would be the same. And guess what? Playing for a different team, playing under different coaches, different sporting cast matters for a quarterback and how he plays. And it matters that Tannehill had this run with this team, with this coaching staff, with this supporting cast last year. And I think that's the big difference that, that people are missing when they try to draw that comparison. Well, and then people forget that Foles went from the Eagles under Andy Reid to over there to the Chiefs and bombed at the Chiefs. 
and then he came back as a backup, and then there's a little there's a different career parallel between Tannehill and Nick Foles that people are just not getting. right. They're seeing uh, two average quarterbacks get overpaid based on previous stops, and actually Lewis Riddick just tweeted out uh, something. And it said, all you people pointing to Tannehill's time in Miami have no idea what he did this year and how the Titans clearly are projecting how he will perform in their environment for them in Tennessee. They don't give a damn what he did in Miami, and rightfully so. None. 100%. Hey, Louis Louis Riddick, former GM, is that correct? Or or front office guy? Yeah, he's he's somewhere around there. Yeah. I know they were projecting him to be signed on somewhere at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he was possibly going to get a GM job. Yeah. But, yeah, he, he's a sharp guy. And that's exactly what I've been saying is is it's not about what he did in Miami. And, frankly, what he did in Miami isn't that bad. He It's not like he was terrible. He didn't, you know, drag a franchise that we know is run poorly, that we know didn't have good supporting cast or good coaches while he was there. He didn't drag them, you know, above – what mediocre 500, but they were pretty much a 500 football team the whole time he was there. And I think you're seeing now that maybe a lot of that was because of Ryan Tannehill, not, you know, the fact that not, not that he was holding them back, that he was dragging them up to 500. Yeah. I mean, we see what Adam Gase is, right? We know that he is crazy and he really shouldn't have a job in Tennessee or in, in the NFL, because we're talking about a guy that, can't even order Postmates by himself for himself <laughs> while he's at home by himself. Like his wife, I mean, we've, we've talked about this, but his wife is out with his friends. He texts her while he's at home with the dogs to order Postmates for him. Yeah. Like, Honey, this, can, this can guy you please order guy. Postmates? Yeah. So, so let's talk about the, we'll get back into the specifics. I know we talked about the, the Nick Foles comparison, which is complete and utter the only thing that you're comparing is just the sheer numbers of the contract. I mean, that's really what ultimately boils down to is numbers is what people are comparing to. They're not you're you're sure. I'm beginning to find out that including some Titans fans, a lot of people just did not watch this team in the regular season. Uh they right. they collected stats and maybe a few people at PFF watched it, but for the most part, the figureheads, the people that are the, talking on the radio and this and that didn't watch Tannehill, and they didn't watch Brady, some of these people. Like, that yeah. was another thing that's really, you know, bothered me. Well, people people get attached to some idea of a guy based on his name, and and then it, they just run with that. Like, the people don't ever believe that a player's ability can change, regardless of whether that's, you know, a, gay, a guy that's, you know, aging and maybe regressing a little bit or a guy that's starting to play better or that's playing better in a different environment. Like, people refuse – People get locked onto whatever their first impression is of a guy, and then they will never let it go. Well, I mean, I even had people today say, well, you're talking about, you know, historically, you know, we got six rings that could possibly come to us with Tom Brady. Well, first off, those aren't our six rings. Second off, history (laughs) doesn't matter, right? Like, I mean, it really, what matters is recency. The recent trends matter. Yeah, taking that recent performance and projecting it forward, and like Lewis Riddick said, in your system. Yeah. That matters. So, unless Lebowski wants to talk about it, we really don't have to talk about Tom Brady anymore. How do you feel about that? Oh, I'm so, so happy. I'm so happy to not have to talk about the, Tom the Brady The only time anymore. we'll talk about Tom Brady is if he goes to Tampa Bay because I want to rub it in everybody's faces. I got a collective <laughs> list I need to go through. 
Um, <laughs> you got receipts. You got receipts. So um, it's sixty million fully guaranteed. So the fully guaranteed of sixty-two million is called is ba- essentially what you call dead cap. So when you see someone get cut or traded, and the team has to take on the contract, and or if he gets cut. Um, there you always see dead cap elite left behind. Like I think most of our free agents left behind a little bit of dead cap. That's because of their fully guaranteed money. So that is a to me that's one of the biggest points of this whole thing is the fully guaranteed money. Yeah. So four years, hundred eighteen million dollars, sixty-two million fully guaranteed. Uh, base salary from Jeff Darlington, which I find totally ironic. Jeff Darlington has been on pretty much trying to say Brady he is pretty much not going to be a Patriot, which now it's looking like he is. He'd be and he was and projecting uh, the Titans as the favorite yeah. for the last, you know, what, two or three weeks yeah. now. Yeah, and so now he's the one that's getting all the contract information. <laughs> I don't know if maybe <laughs> someone fed him a bone because they felt bad for him, but he's the one who's, you know, doing all the contract information. Or it could be, it could be that uh, J-Rob was using them to uh, float that information out there to uh, make Tannehill it come to the table. Kind of sounds like it. Uh, yeah. I co- so 17.5 is the base salary, and that's fully guaranteed. And he'll get paid his full signing bonus this year. Now, yes. that means that our cash flow is 37.5 to him, yearly cash. However, right. and like we posted up on our Twitter feed, and you can see it on Spot Track, that is prorated equally over the four years. So that's technically that helps lessen your cap hit. Yep. So it's a 17.5 base salary with five million si- signing bonus, which is 22.5 cap. Now our friend over at Titans Film Room, uh, Justin, he said that that is 1.6 million more than what um, uh, we paid Marcus last year. So right, that alone right there screams great deal, great value, right? Yep. When like like we said all along, you know, people need to be careful about equating A V to uh, cap hits, and this is why because you lower and this is a uh, Titans, you know, John Robinson M O is lowering that first year cap hit, and they they do that for a couple of reasons. One, the cap goes up every year, so it makes sense for you to have you know the later year cap hits be a little bit higher. Um, but then it also makes sense from a rollover cap space standpoint. So if you, you know, reduce that first year cap hit, you over more, you're able to have more free cap this year and roll over more, uh, into next year. So that, that kind of helps snowball that money, um, moving forward as well. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, uh, then we go into the next year and it's 24.5 fully guaranteed $5 million signing bonus, which is a cap hit of 29.5. Now, we know from all reports that we're right at 198.2, if I recall correctly, but 198, which was, everybody kind of needs to understand, because I've had a few people, and I was a little confused about it too, but Mm -hmm. doing the research, every spot track and over the cap were using an estimate of 199. Yeah. all the numbers you've seen over the last few weeks were correct in that pretty much we are at, you know, the uh, 63 or $62,000 or million dollars, wherever we were. Yeah. So, yes, it was a, it is a $10 million bump from last year, but it's already been projected on sport tracking over the cap. So don't, I don't want people to think that there's an extra $10 million that we earned today 
based off of tweets they've seen all week. So, right. um, we know that from 199, I mean, it's going to jump up huge. I mean, yes. probably $30 million. Does that sound about right to you from 199 to 220, maybe even more? Yeah, so SpotTrack uh, has been on this for a while now, and they actually have said that they their sources have told them that they think they we could see back to back cap hit jump or cap uh, salary cap jumps of forty million dollars each going from twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty one and then twenty one to twenty two. So that would be um, two hundred and so forty million dollars of one ninety eight is two hundred and thirty eight million dollars. Two thirty eight. So yeah, we, so then two seventy eight yeah. potentially in twenty twenty two, which is crazy to think about. Right. So if those happen, those forty million dollar jumps, then you're looking at. M- cap hits that don't even matter. So 2021, right. the cap hit is 29.5. And it's, this is where things get tricky. If he's still on the roster in 2022, he gets a full, fully guaranteed $29,500, which is a $34.5 million signing bonus, which is $34 yeah. million cap hit, which again, we're talking 270, so this doesn't really, it's drop in the bucket when you're thinking 270s, if that's the case. Yeah, I mean, if you want to look at it from a ratio of cap room standpoint, which I think is a good way to, to consider it. So if, if we're looking at the 2022 year and the, the cap is now 270, let's just say, uh, million bucks, which it could be a little bit higher than that, but uh, say it's $270 million, a 20, what, what are we talking about, $34 million cap hit, um, is going to be more similar to what in this year would be like a $22 million cap hit, something like that. That It's that kind of drastic um, way to look at it as far as from a ratio standpoint. Well, I'm looking at it right here. Uh, he makes up 11% of the cap if Excel did everything correctly. Um, yeah. Then it's 15%, 17%. Well, 50, let's see. Hold on. So anyway... While I'm figuring this out, let, let's talk about this whole 2021-2022. Um, the, the thing that seems to be kind of wonky, I guess you would say, is that the 2022 salary reportedly is fully guaranteed on the fifth league day, fifth day of the league year in 2021. Which, if that's right. the case, this is pretty much a three-year deal. Because, that, yeah. because then you would have your out be in twenty after 2022 for a $5 million dead cap hit. Um, right. So, let's talk about that. Do you think yeah. that's a typo, or do you think that is an extreme possibility with J-Rob that he did something weird like that? Um, I, I think it's possible that he did do something weird like that, but it does, it is abnormal. Usually you would see if it's going to be, if they're going to have a guarantee like lock in date for a, a year of a contract, it's usually that year. So usually like on the fifth league day of, uh, whatever season it is, then, then that salary or a portion of that salary might guarantee for that year. Um, uh, but usually they don't do it a year in advance. So. Um, it is interesting, and I guess, it, you know, from Tannehill's standpoint, say, you know, assuming this is correct, and from Tannehill's standpoint, obviously you understand why he would want that. You know, that way 
you know, it's not like an easy out after two years. It's, it's saying, you know, if you're wanting to get out after two, you really need to get out after one. Um, and he's still going to get a lot of that money. Um, so it's, uh, it, it's an interesting wrinkle to it. Um, but obviously, you know, the hope is that you're not, you know, trying to get out of it. And there's also the fact, uh, the fact of the matter, speaking of, you know, getting out of the deal or whatever, you know, should the need arise or should they want to at some point, you know, a lot of these deals can be traded, um, you know, in, barring Tannehill just completely turning into to a disaster, like worse than he was at Miami, um, you know, I, I don't think he's going to be in a spot where a team wouldn't like at least have some interest in picking him up. Um, so if you needed to, to trade him and get that money off the books, I think you potentially could still, but you know, I, I don't think that's a huge concern right now, honestly. Okay. So I did the math while you were talking that bought me some time right. to do the math. So I did 198 for this year, uh, cap 238, 40 up. 40 up again, 278, and then I just did 10 mil up from the 278 in the third in 2023. Yeah. Um, so again, we're talking about his cap hit, which is basically how much you're paying him versus the cap, and the percentage of it is at the cap. He's at 11 percent, 12 percent, 12 percent, 11 percent. Yeah. So right there, that tells you that this is a steady contract. And they are fairly confident in what Ryan Tannehill is going forward. Because if the reports are true and it's a three-year deal, they just know that this is going to be their guy. And I think that it's going to be hard for some people to wrap their head around it. Um, I hope not. I mean, I hope that people are starting to get on board. Um, You know, I've seen people say, you know, this this deal right here should tell you that J-Rob is, you know, very good at his job. Well, there's plenty of deals and opportunities and things that have, you know, come about from J-Rob that he's been good at his job. There should be no doubt on J-Rob. And if you're still having doubt, even heading into this offseason, that deals were going to be done and they're going to be good deals – then where have you are you just a blind for what's going on or are you just are you Blake Bettingfield stands I mean let's let's get with it here I mean we've had a top 10 GM possibly top five maybe that may be a stretch but a, a top I, 10 I think GM, it's in the conversation yeah I think he's definitely in conversation for top five GMs of the NFL for probably a couple of years now I mean look what we got Tannehill for and now look mm-hmm. what we got Tannehill for again. I mean, in the big realm of things, he's getting paid as the seventh high. Based on AAV, he's the seventh right. highest paid quarterback. He didn't yeah, reset the market. He's, he, he's right between Matt Ryan and Kirk Cousins, which feels about right, right? Yeah, right. You know, I mean, not, doesn't that feel about right on his talent level That based on what we saw last year? And I think it does. And, and I think once, you know, obviously once Dak gets paid, once uh, Mahomes gets paid, once Watson get paid, I know you think Brady might end up making more than, than he is. Uh, you know, he might end up being the 10th or 11th highest paid quarterback. And I mean, that's, that's about right. Yeah, you know, I, I think mean, when Dak gets paid, he'll bump down when Tom Brady right. gets paid, 
I venture to guess that he'll get bumped down again. I mean, he'd be, still be top ten, but he'll probably be ninth. No, tenth. Well, he'll that make him. 10th. Well, Mahomes and Mahomes and Watson, if they get those deals this year, then they'll be he'll be probably eleven, tenth or eleven. Yeah, I mean, I think so. Again, it's a steal. I, I I believe that's probably. I haven't got to PK's article, but he he said something about staying ahead of the curve. The Titans once again stay ahead of the curve of the quarterback market. And I think yeah. we're going to, when we dive into that, we'll see something similar to the conversation we just had. Um, I mean, once once Dak's deal comes in, I, I think $30 million seemed like a lot, you know, maybe a couple years ago. I think in two years, you know, it's going to, Mahomes will be making $40 million a year. Um, Watson will probably be up there too. You know, $30 million is going to start to look like a bargain. I, I know everybody gets sticker shock every time anybody signs a free agent deal. Um, I remember people getting sticker shock when Lawan signed for five years, 80 million, and people were like, oh my gosh, that's just so much money for an offensive lineman. It's a steal now. I mean, 15 million a year is a total bargain for you know a three-time Pro Bowl left tackle that's in his prime. So you you always get sticker shock, but it always normalizes you know just a year or two into the deal, and I'm sure this will do the same. All right, let's get – now that we know that it's a great deal and J-Rob is, once again, still good at his job, it has not changed, um, let's get into what it means for the team. So this leaves us with $40,849,000 in cap space. Um, yep. So plenty of cap space to maneuver because, you know, the draft picks aren't going to get paid, you know – a big chunk of that, especially with the yeah. of cap spaces that we get, and we're we're also at number twenty nine. And one one thing to make one point to make about when we're considering cap space and how much is left and everything like that. So the cap during the off season is calculated based off the top fifty one contracts on the roster, and so that that number they're already over fifty one right now. So anytime you add somebody, it's going to bump off the lowest or the what would become the fifty second salary. Um, so for like the draft pool, um, when you look at it, I think the draft pool will probably end up being about 5 million or so maybe dollars. Um, but when you actually sign them and those, you know, five or six contracts with however many, uh, drop off, um, it ends up being like a net ad of like 2 million, two and a half million maybe for the draft pick. So you're not talking about a lot of money there. Um, and, 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 and that's something that's true when you sign like minimum level guys too. So right. if you sign a guy that's a $1 million player, you know, you're really getting them for like a half million dollar on the compared to what it's showing right now. And this also does not take into account the new CBA salary standards and the bumps of those. This will be a very fluid number. This will constantly probably right. change in the next week or so. Uh, yeah. even besides the additions, so, so far, uh, there's been no reports that I'm aware of since we've been on the phone that have um, um, – they're, they're, they're leaning towards league year starts like normal, okay? Yes, uh, yeah. Free that. agency is an spectator event with large crowds. Deals can be done without visit, even though there have been many people that said they can't. They for sure can't. I mean, it's – I mean, it's not hard. And if they push it back two weeks and things get worse, then we'll just be ahead uh, behind. So it looks like it's going as planned. So that means that we have a limited amount of time, 11 a.m. tomorrow, our time, that 
Is that correct? 11 a.m. Yep. tomorrow, our time, to tag Henry or Conklin. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so that's that's the deadline for the tag, and that's also basically when tampering opens. So it's gonna it's gonna happen bang bang like that. Uh, you know, the t- franchise tag closes and tampering opens now immediately. Ian Rappaport, who's been very plugged in with the Titans, has been talking about that it's probably likely that Henry gets tagged. That's been a mm-hmm. thing that he's been talking about, or. He's been kind of hinting at it, not coming around out and said it, uh, but I think he's pretty much said it today. Uh, yeah. But it's been a hint that if uh, they, it would be very unfortunate that if we have to use the tag on on Tannehill, which luckily we didn't. So, right. tagging Henry is actually not a uh, bad deal because yeah. tagging Henry puts us at. Um, I think it was a $10 million tag. Yeah. According yeah, to Joel it was right Curry, around there. Um, it was, I don't know why there was a $2 million difference, because it was $12 million at some point. Yeah, that was, so o- Over the Cap had a bunch of projections that everyone was using for those, and I, those all seem to have been a little bit high uh, compared to what Joel uh, tweeted out this morning. So if, if Joel's numbers are right, then the Cap, then the cap charges for both the franchise tag on Henry and on Conklin are significantly more interesting um, from a Titans standpoint than what they were, were what we considered them to be previously. Yeah. Now, so he's at 10.2, but Jack Conklin would be at 14.7. Um, so let's get into what do you think is going to happen? So I kind of get the feeling that they're going to end up paying Henry and and possibly tagging Conklin, whether that's tagged. Do you tagged get that feet. feeling? Because I don't get that feeling. Really? I mean, well, I guess up until like the report today from Rappaport talking about the tag with Henry, I, I had seen more that seemed to be leaning towards Henry getting the long-term deal than Tannehill. Um, so I, unless things have just stalled as far as that's concerned, I kind of feel like Henry still might get a deal here in the next, you know, 24 hours um, from the Titans and give them the chance to tag Conklin, whether that be to keep him or trade him. Yeah. I I mean, I feel like that's what they should do. Right. I mean, I feel like it should be Henry gets a short, a a multi-year deal. And they should tag um, Conklin. You know, I, I feel like there's a way for them to do that or vice versa. But I kind of feel that yeah. they're going to let Conklin walk because he of the high demand and the draft class. I don't I have nothing to really back that up other than that Henry gets tagged. And if Henry gets tagged, it's all over. Like for, for yeah. Conklin, it's it's done. He's he's out the door. Um. So, uh, I mean, you, I mean, come maybe. on. Maybe. Don't you think? Uh, it, I guess it depends because, I mean, if we're looking at what, 40 million in space and then they tag Henry, that's 10 of it gone. So 30 million. They could get Conklin well under that and still have enough room to maybe not go sign a clowny, but maybe get like a, a Marcus Golden or a Robert Quinn or something like that as a edge rusher. Yeah, um, potentially. Uh, so yeah, I think there's room to do it if you really wanted to. The question will be whether or not they think 
he's valuable enough to pay. Um, but you know, I, I, and you know how I feel about this. I just really, I think the best case scenario is whatever keeps the offense intact from last year. Well, I would think that the best case scenario for that to happen would be to put the tag on Conklin because yeah. Conklin, if someone signs him to an offer sheet and you don't match, you're at least getting draft picks back. And, right. Um, or you have the ability to, to match it and work out a longer-term deal. Uh, I feel like Henry's deal should be pretty easy. I'm I'm not entirely I I'm now a little concerned that the deal is not as easy as I, I thought it was going to be. Do you have any kind of concerns of why or wonderment? Do you think just they wanted to get Tannehill done and now they're going to go back to Henry with better numbers or what do you what do you think is the hold up? I don't know. I I, I really kind of think I mean they they've been they clearly had been working on Tannehill's deal for quite some time. And I think this was all was pretty much ready to go. They were just waiting on the CBA um, to uh, to actually be determined what what rules they were playing under because that was kind of something that people pointed to as a hold up all along. And I do think that was the case. But I, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if they roll out a Henry deal later this afternoon. Honestly. Um, they seem I, to I do it, stuff in twos, don't they? I mean, we, yeah. we'll talk about the cuts here in a minute, um, but, you know, kind of feels like that. I kind of feel like Henry's going to get done today. I don't know. I don't I don't really know what to think because it, it's it's so the it's hard to say you should listen to Rappaport for one thing. And now we are kind of saying, yeah, eh, kind of brush Rappaport off like. Well, if, if it wasn't, I mean, he said it, they have they have the tag for Henry now, yeah. right? Yeah. I, so that doesn't necessarily mean that they'll use it. Just that they have. I mean, and, and that honestly, getting Tannehill done helps their leverage with Henry for that reason, because now he knows that they'll tag him if you know if he doesn't do a deal. It's not like he's going to be able to hit the market and get a big contract. That is true. Um, it does say with the Ryan Tannehill deal done, Tennessee can now franchise tag running back Derrick Henry. Not necessarily that yeah. they will, but they can. Yeah. yeah. So maybe, I don't know. So maybe you're I, I right. I see there. it going either way. Okay. So we'll, we should have an announcement e- e- either way. Uh, let's t- talk real quick about the cuts. Um, yes. None surprising. Uh, yeah. Deion Lewis gone. See ya. Um, then we had Cam Wake was a little surprising just because we're kind of thin at edge, but we're obviously yeah. with this forty million, we have the opportunity to sign a high class edge and still have depth right. decisions to make. Um, yeah. Then we um, suck up gone, not surprised because we have Greg Joseph technically under contract. They'll probably still bring yeah. in competition, but nothing as much as what suck up was going to cost us. But let's right. talk about Delaney. We, yeah. we knew this. the writing was on the wall. Now, this is yeah. not a knock on Delaney or anything. Um, I mean, do you agree or disagree Delaney Walker best free agent signing? Um, I think, yeah, best free agent signing of the Titans era um, of the franchise for sure. Um, I, yeah, and it is it is sad, and I do think it's the right move, and I would have honestly been very surprised if they hadn't cut him. Um, it was time. There was no way you could give him an $8 million cap hit, uh, on the roster next year, given everybody that they had to pay and his injury issues the last two years. And the fact that Johnny Smith is ready, 
I think it was a no-brainer that they had to make this move. It doesn't make it hurt any less for, for the fan base that's really loved the Lady Walker, and rightfully so, um, over the last, what, seven years that, that he was here. Um, but, yeah, it was it was time, and I think it was the right move. Okay, so, yeah, I agree. I think he, of the Titans area, era, best free agent signing, I think – the combination of him and Malarkey really strengthened and helped lay the foundation for the team you see today, the locker room you see today. Um, I, I think that it was Malarkey, Delaney's leadership that really got us there. I know a lot of people say credit Malarkey for most of it, but I think it's a good even split between coach and player. Um, yeah. What do you think about the people that say he's best tied in? I agree with that. Yeah, I, I, I think too. he's the best, best tied in. I, I like him better than Wycheck. Um, just from a pure player standpoint, plus the leadership and everything. I mean, Frank was great, and you know, it's it's not like he was a bomb or anything like that. But I thought Delaney was a, a more dynamic player. Um, I thought he was honestly a better blocker uh, than Wycheck too. I think blocking Delaney's blocking kind of gets undersold sometimes uh, as as part of his game. Um, because he's so athletic, you don't you don't typically see those guys be also plus blockers, but he was, um, and that's kind of what made him so valuable to this team over the years. Um, and yeah, I, I think he's the best tight end in franchise history, best free agent signing in the Titans era, and uh, he'll be missed. Um, so I, I I agree. I've I've met Delaney once at a Preds game and kind of tried to explain what little knowledge I have of <laughs> hockey to him. <laughs> why he was with a couple of uh, women. Um, I I think he's a great leader. I I think that he will be missed. I do expect him to go to a place that will be able to use him, and he he has some tread left. But I think this was the right move going forward. Tannehill and Janu, obvious, and Janu just has been great but Tannehill and Janu have that chemistry and while Delaney could provide some stuff I mean he can provide blocking he can provide leadership it's not eight million dollars worth of stuff when you're trying to get a little bit closer to that upper echelon of AFC South teams um right so it's unfortunate because he got us this far I think there's a quite a few players but he'd be top of the list that got us this far to where we are today um and i'll i'll miss him i know i was a hater last year and but just you know well i mean you, know, you were right though that's, i, I that's mean i was thing. right it's... but technically i mean i just predicted a downturn in production i really wasn't predicting an injury of course who would yeah. want to predict an injury anyway sure but you know you just get to that point where you and you just get kind of stuff happens. I know same thing with the Brady thing. I know we weren't going to talk about Brady, but same thing with Brady. You at some point stuff just happens that are, is out of your control health wise. And you know, that's part right. of getting older. I mean, it just is what it is. Um, so far Ian Rappaport also agrees with Jeff Darlington's 2021, uh, guarantee that we were talking about the fifth day. Okay. And, uh, Jeff Schwartz is arguing with Griff to poet actually right now. Um, uh, sorry, Jeff Darlington posted the breakdown here. 
Griff to Poet goes, no worries, it's all good. Even Rap Sheet has typos at times because they were talking about Rap Sheet earlier. Jeff Schwartz, it's not a typo, you're wrong. Griff to Poet, what NFL contract have you known to guarantee on the fifth day of the prior year for the following year? We have seen numerous guarantees on the fifth day of the actual league year. And so it's looking like with Ian Rappaport and Jeff Darlington, unless Rappaport's just using Darlington's information, that's looking to be pretty much a guarantee for a three-year deal for Ryan Tannehill, not a four-year deal. Uh, Or a four-year deal with a two-year out. Um, We'll keep that posted. We will also post up the percentage of cap numbers based on SpotTrack's estimate of the cap. Um, do you have any final words as we head into the legal tampering period? Because I know we'll probably get together after free agency, but anything, any, any, uh, predictions or anything you want to get off your chest, this is the time. I, I hope they find a way, like we were talking about to get Henry and Conklin back one way or another, however, however that needs to happen. Um, I, I hope that ends up being the case. I, I think this offense was too good last year. I think that's what you got to do. You got to find a way to keep them together. You know, if you can throw another good plus player in on defense, uh, in addition to that, great. And then just kind of fill out the depth. But, um, but yeah, that my, my prediction is that they do that. They find a way to bring back Henry and Conklin somehow. And, um, yeah, so we'll, we'll see how that works out. Uh, my prediction is that they are actually going to sign um, Jadavian Clowney. Uh, okay. I, I like it. I, I do think there's some, some real possibility there. Yeah, I think that this $40 million that's left, I know people are going to say, well, you know, it's $20 million a year. Well, again, like we said, Tannehill is $29.5 million a year, and uh, he only has a 22.5 cap space, so cap hit. Right. So, yeah. again like- – 60 to 70 percent of your annual average value is probably going to be your year one cap hit that's a good rule of thumb to go by so if if Clowney gets 20 expect his first year cap hit to be like 13 right so uh, I think that Clowney will be be here and I think we'll afford him and I'd be pretty excited about that I know I've, I've shit on Clowney a little bit over over the years but I do think Vrabel would be able to unlock him more so than anyone else, and he is still a freak of nature as far as physical ability. So, and I'm going to predict that I think, uh, I think I'm going to go that Henry gets tagged. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Well, at least we have Tannehill and Henry back. Uh, that will will provide the that most consistency happen. of offense that we've ever had. I mean, yep. this is the most. I mean, since we had consistently shitty offenses, this will be the most uh, <laughs> successful offense we've seen back to back with the most consistency and the least turnover and yeah. and at the player position. Because really, then we're only losing potentially Tajay, because Deion Lewis just doesn't count. But we're potentially right. losing Tajay and Conklin. Yeah, but you know, and you never know. That continuity matters too. I, I yeah. think. I think. Tannehill on year two with with better chemistry with the wide receivers and the tight end and everybody else, and Henry back with that offensive line for the most part. I think that matters, and I think I think you're setting yourself up for a fast start and a good year in 2020. And a weak schedule. Don't forget, it's a weak schedule. A uh, few things I, I like about this schedules. CBA is that the uh, 17 games may not even go into effect next year. It's definitely not going to affect this year, but the 17 games 
has a chance to go in effect between 2021 and 2023. They have still have a ton of stuff to figure out about the logistics of its 17-game season. So mm-hmm. that, that's still a little bit far off, but the playoffs, the new playoff system does start this year. The, yeah, uh, so fifth, extra playoff spots. Those extra, those new fifth-year option qualifiers and stuff, uh, I posted up what the definition of those are, like what the qualifiers are and what they mean. But that does not count for the 2017 franchise tag, uh, for the fifth-year option of 2017 draftees. So that means that Corey Davis and Adoree Jackson still fall under the old rule. So that takes okay. place in 2018. Um, the, the, the less padded practices do start this year. Um, and then the pay escalators for the base salaries of players do start this year. Um, okay. Other than that, they still have to go in negotiations for the TV deals, which is great to have a, essentially an 11-year uh, CBA, if you count this year, yeah, um, that's, that's, locked in. They've got a lot to sell to the networks yeah, right the now. Play, the it's going to help games, tremendously. That's, what, four extra playoff games and eventually an extra regular season game and less preseason game. So people forget the there's only going to be three preseason games when the 17-game season starts. That less preseason game is actually helpful to, to for media negotiations because it is preseason. I mean, I'm sure it's not yeah. as high numbers as regular season, so that's one extra week. When they've always left the teams to sell their own preseason TV rights packages. Because, you know, the Titans were on, like, they're always on, like, the local News 2 deal and stuff like that with different announcers and everything. So, um, usually the NFL, like, having them lump in a a 17th game and an 18th week of regular season action is going to be huge for uh, the numbers on these TV deals. I mean, they're, they're going to be astronomical. So expect the cap hit to go up along with us. Well, Mike, thanks for jumping on. I know you're traveling, so thanks for jumping on. I know we yeah. said we're going to keep it short, but we went 42 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's about right us. for us. Classic <laughs> us. Uh, for football and other F-words and the guys, I'm Zach Lynch. You can follow us on at F-words pod. You can follow Mike at Mike Miracles. We'll have some opinions and more information about the cap going up later on to today uh some of the stuff that we talked about so just tune in and you've just been effed